0: To another episode of 10 minutes with supported by the pha group where we meet entrepreneurs and business leaders from around the world to find out what makes them tick today we're joined by jane rutter ceo and founder of zeal a full-service digital and creative agency based in leeds and london following a successful career working in media buying and advertising agencies jane decided to take the plunge and set up zeal almost a decade ago today it's a thriving agency of 30 people working on a range of projects local and global all with digital and creative at their core. Jane, welcome. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks very much for inviting me. Pleasure. So let's go back to the very start, shall we? What did you do before you set up on your own, and when did you realise it was the right thing for you to do?
1: So, my background was big agencies. So, I worked for uh, in media buying. So, I would buy TV, time, I would buy um, outdoor, national press, magazines, everything like that. and. Um, Before that, I'd worked in-house for a couple of marketing jobs and got bored quite quickly. So within my first two weeks within the agency, I knew the agency world was where I wanted to stay. I just found it fast-paced and exciting and interesting. And my boss at the time, she took me out for lunch and she told me about how she'd started the agency. And I remember thinking to myself, I want my own agency by the time I'm 30. So I was 24, I think, when she took me out for that fateful lunch. And then at 29, I resigned and set up Zeal.
0: And what, how do you describe what Zeal does in one sentence?
1: Ah, oh, that's difficult. I always find this difficult actually because we are we have such a broad range of services. But the 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 one thing that does really underpin everything together is we help other other businesses grow. So whether that's increasing revenue, increasing their product range, awareness, whatever it is, all of our clients have that one thing in common that they want to grow. And what do you
0: think gives you an edge over the competition?
1: Well, I, I actually think it's obviously it's people so we don't make widgets the people within the agency are our biggest point of difference obviously all agencies would say that but the reason that i called zeal zeal was because especially in digital but in anything in life i think if you don't have a real passion for it you won't be very good at it and every single one of the people that work at zeal whatever it is that they do whether they're a ppc specialist or an seo specialist or a creative are absolutely and utterly passionate about that and their specialism. So
0: the business was founded in Leeds, um, but you've since opened a, a London office. What do you think are the major differences between operating in the north and the south of the country?
1: I don't think there are many differences. I think, you know, if the trains were better, it would be a lot easier. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we have clients all over. And we always have, even from day one. I think it took us about two years to find a client in Leeds, weirdly enough. So um, we've always had clients down here. We've always worked with people down here. So yeah, I I genuinely don't see a great deal of difference.
0: What about for you personally managing your own time across two locations with all the other responsibilities that come with running a business? Is that that a tricky...
1: Yeah, it is. I try and do uh, probably two days a week down in London, three weeks out of the month, so to speak. So I'm down here a lot, which is great. But I, I love it. I really like it. I like kind of, you know, having a foot in London and a foot in Leeds. you obviously got a
0: business of 30 people now and growing. So at what point do you think you transition from becoming an entrepreneur to becoming a, a fully fledged business leader? Was there a moment in oh. time or a
1: size? Well, I don't like the word entrepreneur. Okay. Well, it's not that I don't like it, but I think it's used way too like frequently i don't know if i would call myself an entrepreneur i think uh, for an entrepreneur you have to have kind of maybe multiple business interests which i actually do so obviously i've got zeal and then i have another few uh, equity in in other kind of businesses so maybe i would class as an entrepreneur but i don't know how you then make the transition into business leader (laughs) no idea
0: you bring some of those experiences and skills back into the the main business do you
1: yeah but that and that's part of the reason why we're we're cross industry because we. I learn things on travel clients that I apply to finance clients that I apply to retail, um, and it's that knowledge of lots of different industries that keeps the agency world for me like where I would always want to spend my time.
0: One of the things that comes across very strongly about Zeal, I've always thought, is its culture. Mm. Um, so how did you and how did you create it? And how do you maintain it?
1: I spend a lot of time doing that. A, a, a big proportion of my time um, and then other people within the agency also do the same it's important to me because for the most the time that you're awake you're mainly you know most of your hours are at work so I wanted to create a place where people wanted to be and wanted to spend their time and the other passion that I have is that I, I genuinely like to make other people's lives better in some small way. I'm never sad if they're leaving if they're going to kind of different opportunities or that kind of thing. I mean I, I'm also there a lot of the time and I just want to you know have a good time.
0: <laughs> Is there one person who's helped you most through your journey in business?
1: Oh, good question I mean I would have to shout out Mike who's our MD, from a, from a purely kind of zeal point of view because he's been there you know pretty much since day one I left the agency that I was at and I always wanted to kind of bring him with me um, so I think we were about three or four months in and he he joined us uh, and he is everything I'm not so he's the ying to my yang he's organised he's super smart he is attention to detail uh, he keeps me on the straight and narrow uh, and then I do the opposite for him so I kind of pull him into you know optimistic and exciting uh, opportunities so I think without that kind of person to balance you, I I would have found it a lot harder, so yeah, definitely. This will come out, but what do
0: you think it is that sets you apart from other business leaders?
1: I don't know, I I think it's difficult to say what, well, I find it hard to say what makes me special if I am special, I don't know. One of the things that I think you have to have is just endless energy. Um, you have to be able to pick yourself back up really, really quickly from any kind of knockbacks and keep going with that enthusiasm. How many
0: hours of sleep do you get on an average night
1: then? I'm good at sleep. It's my, it's the thing I'm best at, <laughs> sleeping. I can sleep anywhere, anytime, so I get eight hours a night. And actually on a weekend, sometimes 10, if the kids are quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a good trick. Uh,
1: yeah. What do you say
0: is your biggest mistake?
1: I make them all the time. We recently lost a big client that so about a year ago and that had got to a point where it was about 40% of our revenue and when you're in an agency it's the one thing that everybody says don't do you know don't have all your eggs in one basket and I you know obviously understand the logic of that and 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 see the merits in not doing that but it's quite hard to say to a client or oh, please stop you know giving me so much money or giving us so much work but actually I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for a second. We've come out of that a much better agency now. We've got um, a much broader product offering and more exciting clients going on. So, yeah, while some would see that as a mistake and I guess financially it did set us back slightly for a period of time, I, I wouldn't change it. And I wouldn't really change any of my mistakes because that's how you learn, isn't it?
0: Okay, what's next for, the, the, uh, for Zeal then in the next period? Having had those experience over the last 12 months of losing a big client, where do you see the challenges and the opportunities in the next period
1: Mm, growth now we're we're ready for that growth and actually while if you look at the financial growth with that client yes it was growth but it probably wasn't um, it wasn't sustainable growth So now we've shrunk back, we've got the best people doing the best job, and now we've got a really nice spread of clients, we've got some incredibly exciting projects along the pipeline as well. Over the last six months we've had some really interesting and and really cool kind of new business stuff come in. So yeah, it is to continue to grow and, and maybe look at another territory as well geographically.
0: What do you say is your, your one big piece of advice for other, other aspiring entrepreneurs or, if you're not using the word entrepreneurs, yeah. <laughs> business leaders and stuff, capacity?
1: I once, went, when I was 18, I went travelling around the world and all my other friends were going to university and as cheesy and as corny as it sounds, it was the Nike slogan, just do it, mm. that made me really think, oh, what, what have I got to lose? I think sometimes we're crippled by thinking, what have we got to lose? I would say... Uh, just do it if you but also understand the risks and give yourself a time frame so when I set up Zill I didn't really have any risks you know I didn't have any family didn't have a big mortgage didn't have any dependents so I thought well worst thing to happen is I'll give it six months at the end of those six months if it hasn't succeeded I will be able to go get another job so I think it's way up the risks obviously don't overstretch yourself to a point where it's going to cause you you know damage but just take take just jump and take risks and see what happens and
0: and finally as tradition demands on this podcast we'll ask you one final question what is your party trick
1: oh I've got a good one uh, so I can spin a pint a full pint of beer round without spilling any so it's a good I was, I was I was about to do it. No, I was. About, I can show you. Well, I can show you this glass of water, but it, <laughs> um, but I'm a little bit rusty. But I once did it um, on a family holiday after a few too many beers, and I was with my mother-in-law and um, some family, and the kids of the family. were Do it again, Jane. Do it again. On my third attempt, I did completely swill my mother-in-law with with lager, so you do, <laughs> you do have to be careful doing it, but it is a good one. Yeah.
0: I think we'll do a vodcast next time. Yeah, yeah. Test that
1: out.
0: (laughs) Jane, thank you very much for joining us. No problem. It's been fantastic to speak to you.